glancing grace her voice was impatient no i mean my shoes look at them they must have been new black very high heels with straps of leather binding her feet and wrapping tightly round her slim legs they looked wrong on her she usually wore pumps in colored leather or converses the heels are incredibly high even i could hear the criticism in my voice so i tried to laugh <laughs> not like your usual they're not are they her voice was triumphant totally different they must have cost the earth i thought you'd spent your allowance they're so comfortable exactly the right size as if she couldn't believe her luck you can't wear them to go out darling they look far too tight on you admit you're jealous you want them she smiled a little half smile that i hadn't seen before naomi well you can't have them i'm in love with them i love them almost as much as i love bertie while she was speaking she stretched down to stroke the dog's head she turned then and yawning widely went slowly upstairs her shoes hitting each step with a harsh metallic noise like little hammers she'd escaped my question hung unanswered in the warm air of the kitchen I poured myself a glass of Ted's wine. Naomi didn't usually answer back or walk out while I was talking. I stashed the doctor's bag and notes in the corner of the cloakroom, then, sipping my drink, started walking around the kitchen, straightening towels. She used to tell me everything. As I hung up her coat, the sharpness of the alcohol began to clear my mind. It was part of the bargain, and I'd weighed it all up long ago. It was simple. I did the job I loved and earned good money, but it meant I was home less than some mothers. The bonus was that it gave the children space. They were growing up independently, which was what we'd always wanted. I pulled the potatoes out of the cupboard. They were covered in little lumps of soil, so I rinsed them quickly under the tap. Thinking about it, though, she hadn't wanted to talk properly for months now. Ted would tell me not to worry. She's a teenager, he would say, growing up. The cold water chilled my hands, and I turned off the tap. Growing up or growing away? Preoccupied or withdrawn? The questions hummed in my mind as I hunted in the drawer for the potato peeler. Last summer in my surgery, I had seen an anxious adolescent. She had carefully sliced the delicate skin of her wrists into multiple red lines. I shook my head to drive the image away. Naomi wasn't depressed. There was that new smile to set against the impatience. Her involvement in the play against the silences at home. If she seemed preoccupied, it was because she was older now, more thoughtful. Acting had given her maturity. Last summer she'd worked with Ted in his lab, and she'd become interested in medicine. As I began peeling potatoes, it occurred to me that her newfound confidence could be a key to success in interviews. Perhaps I should celebrate. The starring role in the school play would also increase her chances of getting a place at medical school. Interviewers liked students with outside interests. It was known to offset the stress of becoming a doctor. Painting worked like that for me, dissolving the stress of general practice. With the tap back on, the brown mud swirled around and around in the sink and then disappeared. I'd almost finished Naomi's portrait 
and I could feel the pull of it now. Whenever I painted, I was in a different world. Worries melted away. My easel was just upstairs in the attic, and I wished I could escape more often. I dumped the potato peelings in the bin and took the sausages out of the fridge. Theo's favourite had been bangers and mash since he was a toddler. I could talk to Naomi tomorrow. Later Ted phoned to say he was held up at the hospital. The twins came back home ravenously hungry. Ed lifted his hand in silent greeting as he took a heaped plate of toast upstairs. I could hear the bedroom door close behind him and pictured him turning on music, falling onto his bed, toast in hand, eyes closed. I remembered that about being seventeen, hoping no one would bang on your door or, worse, walk in and talk to you. Theo, freckles blazing in his pale face, shouted out the day's triumphs as he...